Yeah, you know, in in the case of, and, and now we're going to kind of dive into that segment of, you know, guys who are still on this roster, right? That may be a little bit surprising. Uh, Scotty Miller making this roster. The, by the way, the chat on YouTube has been going crazy, right? <laughs> in terms of the Scotty Miller, Tyler Johnson debate. Uh, Jalen Darden thrown in there as well. Uh, let's Brashad Perriman's sure. thrown in there as well. Let's just, let's talk about the wide receiver group for a second, right? Brashad Perriman, Jalen Darden, Scotty Miller made this roster. Okay. Firstly, in the case of Brashad Perriman, maybe I'm a little bit, but also Nicholas, I see you in the chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You told me. Okay. Look, look, there's a lot of Scotty Miller fans out there. First, let's talk about Brashad Perriman. This one isn't as crazy. I think uh, because of the fact that Brashad Perriman's a vet. He's been around the team since 2019. He's about to be 29 years old. He offers a good blend of speed and size. And me and you have talked about that. Uh, I think that Brashad Perriman is probably that fifth wide receiver right now. Probably. I think he offers a good rotation with the guys who are presently there. Maybe that's why they decided to cut Tyler Johnson because they have a guy who has the same blend of size and speed, and maybe even a little bit faster than Tyler Johnson, and Brashad Perriman, who is more of an established vet. Maybe. I don't know. But in the case of Brashad Perriman, wasn't necessarily too, too surprising to me personally that he made this 53-man roster. I mean, the only surprising part about it was that he was dealing with injuries throughout this entire preseason and training camp. I thought that was going to kind of be the nail in his coffin, kind of like what you talked about with Grant Stewart. But what was more surprising to me was Scotty Miller made this roster. And I know that there are a lot of Scotty Miller fans out there. And I don't blame you guys. Scotty Miller is an exciting player whenever he does get those opportunities to go on the deep balls and, and make those clutch plays. It's always exciting when Scotty Miller catches one of those deep passes, right? But in terms of wide receivers that give you more of a balance, I don't think Scotty Miller was as good of a guy as maybe Tyler Johnson. That's my thoughts and opinions on that. When I look at what Scotty Miller can do for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Billy, I think a lot of times it's just go and get the deep ball after he gets behind his man. Again, not a terrible thing, but whenever you look for more in-depth wide receivers, you look you look for guys who have got speed, balance, are able to run different kinds of routes, not just one, maybe a couple of different types of routes. have got size. And Scotty, he's got speed. And he's got the deep route, just the deep straight route. Those are the two things he's got going for him. You know, you talked earlier about special teams play. Scotty Miller does have more special teams experience than Tyler Johnson. I've got to give him credit for that. He was a punt gunner last year and he did recover a fumble, I believe, right? On on, on a punt at some point last year or a couple of years ago. He actually got two. Exactly. He did recover a muffed uh, punt, I believe, against the Colts and a fumble against the, he was involved in four field fumble against the Eagles in the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken. Two times he was involved in a fumble on punts. Right. So, so in that circumstance, I get that he has more special teams experience than Tyler Johnson. I just thought it was time, man, you know, and it could still be. We don't know what other moves are going to happen around the league. Uh, you know, the Buccaneers can sign players coming tomorrow, which we will talk about that in a little bit as well, Billy. I just 
did I just thought it was finally time for Scotty Miller. I thought the wide receiver depth was really good. You saw the undrafted free agents coming out there and making some plays in that first preseason game, like Tompkins, like Geiger, like Stearns. If I'm being honest, Billy, Scotty Miller was pretty quiet throughout the entirety of this training camp and this preseason as well. Tyler Johnson had some good plays as well. People point to the drop from Tom Brady in this last preseason game. People forget that Scotty Miller had two drops throughout this preseason. One on an out route from Blaine Gabbert, one on a deep ball from Blaine Gabbert as well. So whenever you take all of this, you combined all of it, it is a little puzzling in my opinion to see that Scotty Miller made this 53-man roster. I know I might get flamed in the chat for that, but what are your thoughts on it? By the way, before I do get your thoughts on it on the YouTube side of things, I do want to thank Charles for the $5 super chat saying, I think cuts were made with taxi squad in mind. I imagine that's practice squad. Tyler Johnson's the only one who should get signed by somewhere else. We will have to wait and see on that. Obviously we'll be covering that on all platforms moving forward here with the bucks, but Billy thoughts on Scotty Miller making this 53 man roster as well as Brashad Perriman. Yeah, I'll I start with Perriman. You've covered Scotty pretty good there. I, I'll hit on that too. But uh, starting with Perriman, the one thing you didn't mention, which I think is super relevant because you mentioned it with Tyler Johnson, Rashad Perriman gives us no special teams assistance. Man doesn't play special teams. So that was the whole reason Tyler Johnson couldn't make it or, or a part of the reason Tyler Johnson couldn't make it. And Perriman also gives you nothing on special teams, which I find interesting. Now, I, I like Perriman. I think Bruce Arians, too, really loves him some Rashad Perriman. So I think that that really weighs in. Um, to the decision on who Bruce is the head coach anymore. But I think that that weighs in. Uh, but I have a lot of happy memories of Rashad Perriman. So, like, I, I enjoy the fact that he made the team. I still remember, you know, like you mentioned, he was on the team. The first go-around, 2019, uh, when everybody was down at the end of the season, and Rashad Perriman was just making miraculous catches all over the field. And he was looking like, wow, this guy's really good. And then, of course, he left. And then he came back and got the game winner against Buffalo. Uh, one of the better games of the year last season. So I do have happy memories of Perriman. Glad to see him, you know, make the team. Welcome him back with open arms for sure. Um, Scotty, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. He's just, I, I love Scotty Miller. Like Scotty Miller's awesome. Gave me one of the happiest individual moments of my Buccaneers fandom, right? As happy a moment as I could encapsulate in one singular play, Scotty Miller gave me that. But He's limited, and and he's painfully limited because you want to see a guy. You, he plays hard. You want to see him. You know, you, he's tiny out there. You want to root for him. He's the little guy, little scooter, and you know he is like you said. He's got speed for sure. He has no type of size. Doesn't have strength. He's his versatility in terms of what he can bring to an offense is even less than what you would think it is on paper because other players who are built like him with his stature are usually guys you see get the ball on screen passes, some shorter routes, and then they're able to make guys miss and get some yards after the catch. You don't really see that from Scotty Miller. A lot of the time, uh, when he does catch the ball, he's going to the ground to secure it. That's, he, he's much more comfortable the way Mike Evans used to be for the older, slightly older Bucks fans, right? Mike Evans used to catch the ball and immediately go down. He would just catch it and grip it to the ground. Scotty Miller has a lot of that in his game, so he doesn't get you that yak. Really, his biggest contribution is I'm fast, and I can run faster than you that way. And if I beat my guy and the ball's laid out in front of me, we can get 40 yards. Or I can flop because I'm small. We get a nice little PI penalty, right? But his, inter his individual performance in the preseason, and I was rooting for him, right? I want to see Scotty do well. I want to see him make the team. But his performance was abysmal. I mean, he, he was 
shockingly bad. You know, when you had guys like Tyler Johnson contributing consistently, you had Tompkins, Geiger, Stearns all having moments where they looked the part, right? You had Scotty Miller just dropping passes, relatively uninvolved, didn't really differentiate himself from the pack. And I, like you, I was sad because I like Scotty Miller, but I was like, I think, like you said, it might be time. You know, it just it's, it's unfortunate because in, in Buccaneers lore, Scotty Miller will go down as a hero, you know. But, you know, there comes a time where, you know, because of the depth and it's a blessing and a curse, you have so much depth at the top, it's hard for guys to crack the bottom, you know. But because of the depth, it's, it's like, where does he fit? You know, what does he bring? With Perriman, you know, he's got the speed that Scotty has. I think Perriman ran like a 4-3 coming out of college or something like that. Obviously super fast, but he's like almost, you know, half a foot taller than Scotty Miller. So he has a huge, a second level of his game. You know, Scotty Miller is very physically limited. And I give him credit, like when, I think it was about halfway through last year when they said they were going to put him on special teams as a gunner. I thought it was ridiculous. I'll be honest, because I, I'm like, he's, how can he tackle someone? He's so small. You know, Scott, I'm like, Scotty Miller's smaller than us, James. I'm like, how, how is he going to go and wrap somebody up? And he does play hard. And on special teams, he was involved in two turnovers, which is incredible. I mean, that's more than I would have ever thought Scotty Miller would give you on special teams. So I give him credit. And I remember, like, he had the quote last week where he talked about he was ready to – I think it was last week where he talked about he was ready to fight for his spot, you know. And I love that mentality, but he – to me, looking at it, he didn't earn it, you know, like, and I would have loved to have seen him like have a big game, you know, and, and really solidify his spot and say, no, like I should be here. I deserve this, but he didn't earn it. He didn't do anything in the preseason that made you say, that's the guy, Scotty way to go. He didn't have that moment. So to me, you look at like, who's more deserving. It almost feels like maybe that like the Buccaneers had it predetermined in their mind. Like, Tyler Johnson is not going to beat out Scotty Miller unless Scotty Miller falls off a cliff and Tyler Johnson is unstoppable because that was close to what happened and it didn't affect the result at all. So, to me, it's 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 tough. And I, and you didn't mention Darden. And if I could swing us to Darden, uh, we've talked about Darden before and you and I, are, we're in lockstep on Darden. I, I don't know what Jalen Darden brings to the team, that is irreplaceable or can't be brought by another player. But I, I, I mean, again, Tyler Johnson versus Jalen Darden, who do you want to throw the ball to? Or who do you, who do you want to be on the team? I, what is Jalen Darden's role? You know, I know he's the return man. Um, he's really good at, you know, fair catching it or catching it, moving to the side and falling down. But other people I think could, could fall down on special teams. If we needed somebody to fall down, I think other people could fall down. And I didn't see, Darden, to me, although I do think he's a better route runner than Scotty Miller, similar size guys, I, I do think he has the ability to slow his momentum more than Scotty, break down and come back, or break down and come over the middle. Whereas Scotty, when he gets up to a full head of steam, it is very hard for him to change direction. He's just, he's blazing. But like, Darden, to me, he's so small, he gets bodied a lot. Like, there was a small play, super small play, but um, it was either against the Colts, I think it was against the Titans, and it was Darden running like a deep in, and he, the ball was put on the money by Trask right here, and he tried to box the guy out, and it turned out to be a drop because the guy just pulled his shirt, but it was the smallest tug, you could say interference or hold, but it was the smallest tug, but Darden 
got like thrown because he just doesn't have any weight to his frame, you know? So a corner giving him the slightest nudge just threw him, you know? And, and I, I don't know, that's hard to overcome, you know? Smaller players in the NFL, especially at a position like receiver, you gotta be really special, you know? Like there's a lot of smaller players in the NFL now more than what there were like 10 years ago or 20 years ago, but it takes away from the fact like you gotta be special to play in the NFL at a smaller stature. It's a big man's game. So you have to have some sort of superpower if you're going to be small that can make you great. And I don't see that from Darden. And James, I would love for you to just go off and give me some Darden takes right now. I would love You know, in the case of Darden, um, you know, I I was a big fan of Darden coming out of the draft, myself and Evan Wanish. But, man, it hasn't taken me long, you know, it hasn't taken long for me to go, oh, no, what is happening? Because... Darden's one of these guys which he's looked great in shells, but as soon as the pads come on, he he kind of disappears. And yeah. one of the biggest things he was brought in for was kickoff and punt returning, right? And I think everybody can say this, you know, and on YouTube here we've got the chat going. Um, How Darden, does the chat feel about Darden? Darden hasn't been – it seems like the chat is, is – more in agreement here that that Darden has not been the best, right? And as a returner, has not been very good. And I know part of it is because our special teams unit as a whole isn't that good. But one thing I think that has always been frustrating with Darden in his returning ability since since last year, obviously, um, throughout his rookie year, was the fact that the dude just falls down a lot. <laughs> Whenever he returns the football, he just seemed very ineffective. And you could see the difference last year when they made the change from going to Jadon Mickens last year to Jalen Darden. There was a noticeable change, I feel like. And to be fair, the people that the Buccaneers had in this group of guys returning kicks and punts, Rashad White, Devin Tompkins, Kalen Geiger, none of those guys really did anything either worth of note. But we still didn't see a lot from Scotty Miller throughout, or not Scotty Miller, sorry, Jalen Darden throughout the preseason that gave me an indication that he has improved as a returner. And I know he's a fourth round draft pick from last year's NFL draft. You got to give the guy a chance. And, and, And that's fine. I understand that. But I'm also kind of a little bit waiting on this, man. I'm a little bit tired of saying, okay, it's returning. Why can't he put it together right now? Um, a lot of, and I'm going to say this, a lot of people trash Kyle Trask, right? Same draft class as Jalen Darden. At least Trask has shown growth and improvement so far up to this point. We haven't sure. seen a lot of this at all from Jalen Darden. Uh, yeah. And that's not a great sign in my opinion. So unless, unless Darden really starts to get the ball moving and really start to show some improvement, I'm going to have concerns about him making the 53-man roster over a guy like Tyler Johnson, over a guy like Cyril Grayson, over a guy like any of the undrafted wide receivers. And I know that sounds crazy. It's like, come on, James, who's a fourth-round draft pick last year? Well, one thing you've got to be willing to do is, hey, if a plan's not working out, you got to be willing to move on from it. You know, it is what it is. And right now, I'm a little bit sour on Darden. I'm not saying he can't redeem himself. Not at all. And I think if he was waived, probably would have gotten picked up by another team. 
But just right now as it stands, Darden hasn't done a lot to impress me. So I completely understand where people are coming from with the groaning of, oh man, Jalen Darden made this roster. I can understand why there's some of that groaning there because it it's getting a little iffy in terms of Darden and his growth and development and whatnot, Billy. But he made it. He made it over Tyler Johnson. I mean, if you just take Scotty out of it, take Perriman out of it, you kept Jalen Darden over Tyler Johnson. Who contributes more to winning? Because what Jalen Darden brings no no contribution towards winning. Anyone can go catch a punt. And it's not hard to find a guy who can catch a punt, especially if you have no expectation for him to run with the punt. If he just has to go catch it, and a lot of people can go catch it. Tyler Johnson brings at least something. And I'm not saying he's great, but he does contribute something to the field. We could put him out there and rely on him to make a play. You know, Jalen Darden ran back punts. I just mentioned this to you earlier. Jalen Darden ran back punts and kicks for an entire year. And I, I watch every Bucks game very closely. And I could be forgetting one, but I don't remember a good return. I can't – there's not one play where I'm like, boom, okay, wow, that was a great runback. I remember people having good runbacks against us. I don't remember, you know, a single Jalen Darden flash play. The only play I actually distinctly remember was against Washington when he got the ball thrown to him and it was an interception because Tom Brady hit him perfectly and he decided he wasn't going to catch it, took his eye off the ball, threw it up in the air, and it got picked. So, I, to me, I don't know – you know, I, I struggle with Tyler Johnson versus Jalen Darden. How you could tell me Tyler Johnson brings less to help a team win than Jalen Darden does. Yeah, and you know, that, that isn't to say that Jalen Darden can't change his trajectory. Hold on, sure. Billy. I, I'm going to go ahead and uh, add Evan Wanish here. He, he's calling on the phone right now. So we're going to go ahead and put him on speaker real quick. Oh, okay, never mind. He hung up. So if he calls back, we'll try and get him <laughs> on there uh, on, on the phone here. But... Um, you know, that isn't to say that Jalen Darden cannot improve, right? I hope sure. he does. I hope he does. Absolutely. But, but right now, it's just not been a good situation, right? And you hope that Darden can improve because if not, yikes, <laughs> you know, yikes <laughs> is, is the best word that I can use to describe Darden <laughs> if things don't improve. But Billy, um. <laughs> You know, a couple yeah, of other guys that made this roster before we, again, finally shift gears into guys who can um, who can make, or, or who, el- who other guys who did make this 53-man roster, Ola Kunle Fadakasi, you know, we already talked about him already, um, guy who was really solid in terms of preseason, made a ton of tackles, right, made a ton of tackles, It was able to showcase some really, really good skills there, Um and I thought he did some good work. Were there any other surprises for guys that made the 53-man roster from your from your perspective there? Yeah, if I could throw one out there that nobody seems to be talking about, so maybe I was the only one who was a little bit worried. But with the greatness of Rashad White, and I think a lot of Bucks fans are on board that Rashad White, definitely a great pick, looks tremendous. I'm really surprised that uh, the boy, you know, Giovanni Bernard uh, made the team. I was kind of worried that there was a chance that Gio was kind of not replaceable, but essentially replaceable, you know, because Rashad White, obviously we know Leonard Ford has taken a bulk of the, the carries anyway, but Rashad White, he looks like he's ready to take Leonard Ford's job, let alone Giovanni Bernard's job. So I was kind of surprised, especially when he didn't play in the last preseason game. You know, he was, he was held out. I, 
I was a little surprised. I kind of was worried that he wasn't going to make the squad. For Giovanni Bernard, that is. Yes. Yeah, for sure. So, so actually, real quick, I'm going to go ahead and um, – 